0: Tonight, join us as we delve into stories of the strange, tales of the terrifying, conspiracies, cryptids, and the creepy. I'm your host, Agent H., joined by my fellow man in black, the G Man. Welcome to Invasion of the Weird. This week, on Invasion of the Weird, we take a look at the most recent major volcanic eruption in the United States, Mount St. Helens, and the destruction of the habitat of the cryptid best known as Bigfoot or Sasquatch. I am Agent H, and I'm joined here by my fellow man in black, the G-Man. Thanks for having me. So, from the natives on up until... May 18, 1980 the area in Washington State known as Mount St. Helens was known for its pristine wildlife and occasional Sasquatch incident.
1: Yes. um, When it comes to the Sasquatch I've only heard so much about it, but it's very prominent up there in that Northwest area, starting from the Patterson film, I believe. I couldn't tell you what year it was.
0: Uh, the Patterson Gimlin film
1: was from
0: two boys, I believe, from the Yakima area of Washington, who in 1967, on Super 8 film, or it might have been 8mm, allegedly caught the Sasquatch, affectionately known as Patty, in Northern California in a town called uh, Bluff Creek. And that's where you get the famous female Bigfoot walking across a creek into the tree line and briefly turning back to look straight at Patterson and Gimlin, astonished at what they had found. Personally, I may or may not have seen a Sasquatch once in my life, but that's a story for a later episode. What are are your thoughts on the identity of a possible cryptid in the Pacific Northwest and other areas of the world? Some unknown, large, hairy, bipedal, throwback... that could be the Sasquatch?
1: Well, based on the stories that I've heard and grew up around, I, uh, I've i never had a Sasquatch encounter myself. But in my formative years, I knew an older man that was of native descent who claimed that the Sasquatch did exist as a guardian spirit of the forest
0: so less flesh and blood and more of a uh, ghostly or paranormal phenomenon
1: not quite Um, when it comes to that sort of thing, spirits and that paranormal they do tend to manifest as a physical entity so there could be Sasquatch and I've heard many stories about it
0: personally while i would love to believe that bigfoot or sasquatch or yeti or as the natives in that area would call skookum would be a forest guardian spirit i like to subscribe to the notion that it's a flesh and blood creature have you heard of a creature that we have in the fossil record known as uh, Gigantopithecus blackie?
1: Very little.
0: So Gigantopithecus blackie was a great ape that stood around seven to nine feet tall that lived in northeastern Asia at the same time that humans were following the mammoths across the Bering Strait land bridge into the New World. That's how the indigenous folks or the Native Americans as we know them or the First Nations people to our friends in the North physically got here as far as anthropologists can tell. So the idea is that this creature that we know of Strangely enough, from fossils of jawbones and teeth found in Chinese medicine shops as the teeth of dragons to be some miraculous cure for God knows what. Probably balding or some dysfunction of the E persuasion. Okay, okay. So the idea is this giant ape followed us into this new world. And that's why it's so prominent along Alaska, the northwestern Canadian regions, and the westernmost United States, more so than anywhere else in the world.
1: Well, as you get into that northern area of the Far East, not too sim not too different from that Alaska far northwest of the United States. So I would say that you're not wrong in the fact that it could adapt to that habitat fairly easily and as for survival through all these years humans did it completely possible.
0: So today I'd like to focus On the specific section of the Pacific Northwest around Mount St. Helens. I believe you've got the uh, earliest recorded story that we could find keyed up for this episode.
1: Oh, that's right. Um, I believe you're referencing the Burgoyne brothers. And from what I could dig up, the Burgoyne brothers were a trio of brothers who hailed from a small city called Kelso in Washington. And they were a farming family, and they also had a cabin out at Grizzly Lake out around that Mount St. Helens area. So between the time of harvest ending and the winter's snowfalls blocking off the mountain pass for the winter, the brothers would head up to their cabin out there and mine for ore, a little extra money, promote their economy, etc.
0: Was this uh, gold? Copper. Silk? Oh, copper.
1: I believe it's copper. But so they would go out there and be prospecting for a while and then come back down. Well, somewhere around the mid 1800s, one of the brothers had decided to stay up for the winter. And the other two had decided to grab their oar and return to Kelso. Winter had passed as the two brothers returned with fresh supplies for the third brother. Third brother was missing and when they got to the cabin there was signs of struggle and a whole journal uh, referencing and Stating all of these events that had happened throughout that winter up until the disappearance of groups of large, hairy, man-like creatures loitering around the property.
0: This was in the brother's journal? Journal. That he had... So, he's in the mountains alone. Correct. He writes in his journal that he is being watched by hairy, man-like things in the woods right, and disappears? Correct. What do, what do his brothers do about that?
1: Well, one of them is really spooked about it and they spent a long time looking for the creatures, but the other one didn't really seem too frightened by it and the following winter the one that wasn't as frightened decided to stay up For the winter.
0: I'm just going to stop you right there. Let me guess. Does he go missing? Oh, yeah, he goes
1: missing. He goes missing. Same thing. Signs of struggle all around the cabin. The cabin is in shambles all over again. And he's missing. The third brother takes the hint and leaves. And while somebody who we would call a non-believer at this point would probably tell you that it's just rival prospectors taking out their competition while these descriptions could definitely show a large amount of the Sasquatch being in that area. They were already prevalent in the area. There's already stories of, these people, of the Sasquatch in this area.
0: Was there any other evidence besides just what was written in the journal and then the fact that Two of the three brothers mysteriously vanished.
1: The journal is the main amount of evidence that we have there. Uh, There were signs of struggle. The cabin was torn apart. Either somebody wasn't happy about them being on that land, or nature was taking back the area.
0: What would come to mind to me is either... They done pissed off the Sam Squanch, as bubbles up in Nova Scotia would say. Or depending on how remote it was, because Mount St. Helens has a long history of prospectors going out there, trying to make it rich on some ore that they can find. First what comes to my mind is a rival prospector going out there, disappearing the first brother. And it's 1850-something. I mean, unless they verified that that was the brother's handwriting. Hypothetically, the uh, murderer could have written in some fake logs. But then again, two of the three brothers going missing. It gives you the chills.
1: I I think the second brother going missing with the same thing is the final nail in the coffin for the theory that it's not just a rival prospector. Just due to the fact that it happened the exact same way and the second brother had already had something to put him on edge. He'd already be on the lookout, and there's no way that a single rival prospector if you're well aware that there's a danger out there, it's going to take you. If it's a group, like his journal said, a group of large hairy creatures, you might get overwhelmed.
0: That That's a good point. Speaking of the Mount St. Helens area, do you know of the eight caves? Have you heard about those lava tubes that are really popular to hike through and climb through?
1: Yes, actually, I think... Uh, When I was much younger, my family took a trip out there and we hiked around there.
0: So there's these giant lava tubes that are super popular to go through called the Ape Caves. And they're named after a nearby location called Ape Canyon, which gets its name from... In my idea, one of the most terrifying Sasquatch encounters ever to be reported. Tell me all about it. So, in 1924, Fred Beck and four other men went up to Mount St. Helens to prospect. As we'd said, it was very popular to look for gold, look for silver, look for any other precious metal copper, you name it. One day when they're out there at the cabin they had built, they saw a large hairy creature watching them from behind a tree. Beck and one of the other miners shot at it. They believed they had hit the beast, but it took off into the woods and they had no idea what it was, if they had killed it, in their eyes it could have just been a bipedal bear that then again ran off on two legs but that very night the apes as they were described came back from on top of the canyon they threw boulders and rocks down onto the cabin eventually they were surrounded a whole group of these quote-unquote apes because this is before the term Bigfoot became popular. Sasquatch was a native word. So all they knew was that these were hairy man-like creatures or, as they would describe them, apes. They surrounded the cabin, banging on the walls and trying to break in through the windows and the doors. At one point... A large, hairy arm reached through a gap in the log walls and attempted to take an axe that was leaning up against the door to keep it closed. Beck managed to turn the axe head sideways, blocking its removal as it was pulled through the gap as another man put his rifle in and shot out of the cabin. However, at this point, the creatures were too enraged to be frightened by something as little as man's boomstick. They were besieged by this war party of sasquatches up through dawn. The next day, all five men abandoned their claim to the mountain and to any precious metals that may or may not have been there. But before they left, they saw one watching them from up on the canyon. Standing on the rim, he took a shot and felled the beast. Watched the beast fall from the canyon top into the canyon below. The men went down to try and retrieve the body. But as you can imagine, the uh, inhospitable terrain to get down there heavily encumbered how they could have walked in to get, get it. By the time they finally reached the bottom, all that was left were several large footprints and what seemed like a drag away and out, but no trace of the living creature. That gives me chills. A lot of people think that Bigfoot. The Sasquatch is a uh, generous, amicable, gentle giant of the forest, a la Harry and the Hendersons.
1: Right. Great movie. Fantastic movie.
0: Fantastic movie. But, at least in these claims, he's not that friendly. And, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen missing 411 or just look at the sheer amount of people that just go missing in the woods every year the national parks that go missing every year makes you wonder for the more experienced ones did something grab them because they didn't want them there
1: And then they're never seen from or heard from again. Well, then, at that point, it goes on to believe that they are a guardian of the forest. That's a great point, G-Man. Yeah, they... They, They're doing their duty. This party came in, was tearing up their land to find precious metals. The land they are supposed to protect... By whatever Sasquatchian culture you want to call it.
0: They literally did protect the woods. Yes. That actually blows my mind. I've never thought of it like that. Anyway. That's a good point. A literal guardian spirit. Protecting the woods. From the incursion of man. It's like that scene in The Two Towers, where the ants roll out of Fangorn Forest, destroy the white wizard uh, Saruman and his uh, mind of metal, just trees and rocks. Nature takes back what's its, and there's nothing man can do to stop it, only delay it.
1: Well, yeah, and there's all kinds of stories you could bring up of other Sasquatch encounters. I believe there's one about Teddy Roosevelt.
0: There, there is a story that Teddy Roosevelt himself, as the avid big game hunter he was and protector of nature, he's the man that invented the national park system. Yellowstone National Park and all other national parks in the United States exist because of the parks program that Teddy Roosevelt pioneered. Correct. He saw the beauty of the West and didn't want it to turn into what the eastern United States looks like and has looked like and decided to carve large swaths of it out to be pristine, preserved glory. But in this land, Teddy Roosevelt shot some animals. And the story goes, as I've heard it, President Roosevelt, on a hunting trip, guided by natives from the eastern Washington area, bagged and tagged... A living Sasquatch put it on a train heading east back to the Washington DC Zoo unfortunately the train derailed in the Dakotas Sasquatch was not found so you can take it with a grain of salt That story comes from an old journal entry, but maybe that's why some Sasquatch stories aren't totally contained to what we would consider a natural range in the Pacific Northwest and in northern Western Canada and Alaska, and how they may have spread to other parts of the country a la... Uh, stories out of Appalachia, skunk ape in Florida, the uh,
1: Falk monster down south. Well, yeah, that's my that's my thoughts too. Is that just from that story alone? After that story would take place, there were alleged sightings all the way up and down the Mississippi. If I was a
0: Sasquatch, I'd you know walk the river. Fresh water Strange land It's going one way Might as well follow it End up down in uh, New Orleans Get some beignets Go like powdered donut Little more culture a Little more delicious I
1: have a feeling The Sasquatch would enjoy Some Creole food
0: You know It's my personal belief Sasquatch invented gumbo <laughs> That's fair That's fair Anyways back to the mountain Stories and sightings Of the Sasquatch In that area Were heavy And consistent All the way up until Can you guess
1: when Uh is it the 1980 eruption
0: May 18 1980 Mount St. Helens Obliterates itself has one of the largest eruptions seen in modern history. I don't know what you know of volcanoes, but there always seems to be that dinosaur cartoon conception that there's a little hole at the top and lava shoots out of it and it rolls down kind of like in uh, Hawaii where there's just lava flowing all the time. Not Mount St. Helens. May 18, 1980. The whole slope of the mountain sideways exploded. We're going to put pictures up on the Instagram to just show what we're talking about. But it was absolutely insane. It caused giant volcanic mud flows that wiped out everything down Valley and if you go there to this day you can find ash everywhere Uh, trees all knocked down from the blast it looks like uh, a bomb was dropped anyways on the Spirit Lake Highway near Mount St. Helens is a gravestone marked Sasquatch, 1980, in remembrance of Bigfoot?
1: Well, that would make sense. They don't have the shelter and are so closely indensed around the mountains that nothing's going to get through that. And it would probably wipe away most of their numbers.
0: All the pines around the mountain were flattened. So even if a Sasquatch was as strong and as sturdy as the pines, it would not have lasted. Which brings me to a little-known story in the immediate aftermath of the rescue attempts in 1980. The Washington Guard was called in.
1: Major disaster. As we do guard comes in we have a after we have a disaster.
0: And a guardsman by the name of Bradshaw was reported saying that he was placed in charge of one pile of, an, of dead animals in particular. The pile was covered and no one was allowed to come near it. Armed US National Guard personnel were guarding this pile on the day that they were going to move this group of bodies. Bradshaw who was standing very close to the pile, was told to keep his mouth shut about what he was about to witness. Quote, When the tarps were removed, he was amazed to see that the bodies were those of Sasquatch. Some badly burned, some not. They were placed in a large net and lifted into the back of a truck, which was then tarped over and carried away off the mountain. Now, these were large, seven-foot, eight-foot, nine-foot-tall, scorched bodies. And some not so bad. But you could tell that these large, humanoid creatures were, in fact, non-human entities.
1: Hold on. So you're telling me there's one of two outcomes that happened. Either one, the Sasquatch is the guardian of the forest and they risked all of their numbers trying to do damage control because Mount St. Helens could have been much worse than it was. Hypothetically, if the Sasquatch is
0: like that elderly Native American man told you, that Sasquatch wasn't a corporeal being but more of a guardian spirit and truly is a guardian spirit are you telling me that in order to protect the forest the sasquatch in this number tried to prevent the eruption and save the forest and failed
1: yes that's a possibility but the second possibility—that's
0: a big possibility. That's a big what if.
1: The second possibility—that's that's
0: a heck of a theory—is
1: my favorite one, and it is. Am I gonna
0: like this? I hope so. Is this gonna be all right? I'm gonna buckle up for this one. All
1: right. So the second possibility—you
0: got that look on your face, G man.
1: You're gonna you're gonna sh- lose your shit, Agent H. The one large disaster to happen in Washington. In the past however many years... Forty at this point. Forty at this point. Is that one event that prevented us from having an all-out Planet of the Apes insurrection, a war, if you will, between us and the Sasquatch, because you know that out there at King County, where we have all the metropolitan cities on the coast, is trying to spread out up into that area...
0: You're telling me that the eruption in 1980 of Mount St Helens paused the rise of the planet of the squatch?
1: I mean, it's just theory.
0: That that is just a theory. A great theory. I don't even know how to quantify that.
1: Well then, let's let's not, and we'll we'll let the uh, listeners make their own decisions on that. Actually, if you're listening in on this,
0: send us your Planet of the Squatch ideas. <laughs> what do you think about Sasquatch being a real b a flesh and blood animal? or see more of a guardian spirit
1: in those stories guardian spirits take up and manifest as flesh and blood to carry out their motives on this physical realm
0: that is that is true that is how it goes in those stories
1: well i think that We've, ha- we've talked about a lot, and there's a lot to think about, and so with that, I think that we should conclude for this evening, and really gather ourselves and take out all this information that we've put out.
0: This has been Invasion of the Weird. I am Agent H. And I am the G-Man. We are the Men in Black, back for another episode next week on Invasion of the Weird.